Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 102. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. How is it going, girls and gays? How are you after our five-day-long election day? We'll talk about that shit later. Uh, We have a lot to cover. on this episode uh so i think it would be better if we just we just we just skip the bullshit and get right into it here Mm -hmm. uh what did we watch this week mark so um we watched slash partially played uh at least on my part uh super smash brothers brawl adventure mode uh colon the subspace emissary um and uh it's a, you know, it, you it's, it's the adventure. It. What is it's it, It's the adventure mode in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. It is the single-player campaign, as it were, uh, in 2009's Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, it It is a largely expanded single-player mode. Uh, there's much more content here as far as uh, cutscenes, as far as stories. There's almost an hour's worth of cutscenes, which is what we watched. Um and it's it's quite the thing and we're going to be talking about it for a while yeah. here uh, yeah you know okay yeah. so we have avoided talking about super smash brothers almost like kind of as a bit on this podcast right. for a very very long time uh and that is largely because uh super smash brothers has been such a such a uh, an intricate part of uh my life and mark's life um and when we get on this podcast we we like to take a break from that sometimes um, Super and talk true. yeah and talk about other things um but uh today we're going to talk about smash brothers um and i think the only way to talk about brawl and talk about smash and this podcast uh is to explain all of it so we're gonna do a little bit of that um so first i need to talk about the fact that this stupid video game has shaped my life since i was 10 years old and i that's not like a joke i mean quite literally this video game has shaped so many aspects of my life it is kind of alarming um it's uh, yeah embarrassing isn't the right word because i'm not ashamed of it but it's certainly hard to explain it's certainly hard to explain to people yeah (laughs) it makes it difficult to explain my life to to normal people um but yeah it makes your tinder bio very interesting (laughs) you know super smash bros revolution as it was called when it was announced in like fucking 2005 right when i was 10 um and you know i was obsessed with this game Mm -hmm. in the lead up to it because Smash 64 and Melee were just two of my favorite games ever, and I was 10, and there was going to be a new one on the new console, and there was going to be new characters, and my brain was just, like, vibrating for three (laughs) years thinking about this video game, just being on, like, GameFAQs forums, and eventually, like, weird offshoot forums with the people that I met on the Super Smash Brothers forums. Like, this part of my life this 
lead up to the release of Super Smash Brothers Brawl and being extremely online through that and checking the fucking dojo updates every day. It's why I'm like this. Like, it's mm. why I am the weird person that I am today that is still terminally online and likes to record this podcast every week where we talk about niche <laughs> nerd media stuff, you know? Like, that is why I am that person. Um, like this was the most I have ever anticipated a product in my life and the most I ever will, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, it came out and it was shit. (laughs) Um, no, I mean, like it came out and as a child, I loved this video game, obviously. The, the, The story mode was very exciting you know it was it was so cool to see all the all your favorite characters interacting with each other there there were so many characters in this game the items were so expanded there were so many goddamn pokemon in the game it was amazing it it was it was a big video game and it was exciting (laughs) but i feel like even as a kid like the first time i started playing it and then like kind of over time there was this sort of feeling of like this game kind of doesn't feel right to play it like I, you would go back and you would play melee again and like not in like a oh it's not this is not the right competitive video game for me but just like i don't know if this game feels as good to play as those those first two did um and then obviously that became <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh more true than i ever could have possibly imagined you know um so let's talk about competitive super smash brothers a little bit for, yeah you know, <laughs> i the Listen, there's a moment in everyone's life uh, who is in the Smash community where they said to themselves, I'm going to take Super Smash Brothers seriously now (laughs) in some capacity. Uh, It could have been with Smash 4. For me, it it technically was with Smash 4. Um, It could have been with Brawl. could have been with Melee back in the day. Whatever the case may be, their lives were never the same afterwards, for better or for worse. And for me, it was Project M. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to do the quick and dirty on this for the four people listening to this podcast who don't know this. So obviously, Super Smash Brothers Melee, very popular competitive game, very fast paced, exciting game to play, uh, very technical game. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, not not so much those things. Very slow game, uh, very floaty game, not, you know, not particularly technical game. And so Project M. Uh, the most successful console mod of any video game ever is a modification of Super Smash Brothers Brawl to make it play more like Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, and I got really into playing competitive Project M in college uh, with a lot of my roommates at the time, and that turned into uh, running Smash tournaments at the college in classrooms and lecture halls and shit. And that turned into what if we started renting this house and and started hosting Smash tournaments out of that house, which some of you might know as Smash at the Balcony, uh, which is the reason that I'm here right now. That's the reason I have mm-hmm. my job. That's, you know, like, it's weird. I, 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 it's so hard to explain the, the, the trajectory of my life to almost anyone because it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just... I just started hosting video game tournaments in my living room and people were really into it. And we got really good at hosting video game tournaments. And then I just kind of kept doing it. And now people pay me to tell other people how to run video game tournaments. Um, The, the, um, you know, the, 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 the the quote unquote success, the popularity of um, your tournament series uh, 
is uh, <laughs> can't really be understated. Uh, it's the reason that we are friends is yes. because I had a friend who liked to go to these tournaments and was and we happened to both live in Southern California and and they were like, yeah, let's go see this. Let's go to this tournament. It's cool. And then they would show me clips on YouTube posted by like GR Smash and all those ba- all those very popular Smash clip channels and half of the clips were from the balcony (laughs) which was alex's tournament series and i was like oh this looks legit and so i started going to these tournaments and i was terrible because i was a smash 4 player um so i would just get the shit beaten out of me every time but i was just having so much fun uh and so yeah the the first real tournament i went to was a balcony local Yeah, and that was that was how me and Mark like like it was just like me and Mark like kicking it on my patio while I'm running tournaments and like mm-hmm. you know oh wow I'm talking to this 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 white guy and he's not obnoxious that's rare at this event. <laughs> yeah, I I believe we both had similar opinions about Odd Future. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we were, that was what. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> Giant Bob a lot. That was yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we had a lot we, of similar. We t- <laughs> talking about Earl's verse on Oldie. <laughs> yeah, that, for that like was twenty big. minutes. Um, yeah. And so, and so in this strange way, you know, because the balcony was a, was a project M tournament, you know, that was, we had other games there, but like, we weren't shit if it wasn't for PM. So in, in many ways, if Sakurai had not released a, a poor quality video game, <laughs> we would not be recording this podcast. I wouldn't live where I live. I wouldn't know most of the people I know. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's overwhelming. It is, it is overwhelming to think about brawl in that context. Um, And so I I think we're going to, think we're going to move on to talking about brawl, the, the story mode. Um, So subspace emissary is the story mode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, this this thing is this thing is so fucking weird, guys. It's so I, if, if you've never played weird, it, man. if you've never watched it, and you're like new to Smash or you kind of haven't paid a lot of attention to Brawl, I know we have a lot of listeners who either hopped on with Ultimates and still play it, or they hopped on with Ultimate and now are getting into Melee because it's pop because it's really popular again. This is a weird fucking game, guys. This it's it's bizarre. It is it is so many of the decisions around this video game are so fascinating to me because they are so baffling. Um, But let's let's okay. So all of your favorite Nintendo characters live in an eldritch nightmare hellscape where hundreds of Robs. Uh, which was an accessory for the Nintendo Entertainment System, shaped like a robot. Uh, they are uh, detonating bombs against their will, just kind of across the map. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, yeah. A lot of shit happens. A lot of characters get to have crossovers with each other and look at each other and nod or have a fight and then have a handshake. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not going to summarize all of this shit. If you really care, you have either already played this video game or you will seek it out by yourself. But, okay, basically, all of them can be turned into trophies and immobilized at any time. So that's kind of the stakes. It's like, it's pretty fucked up. You could, you could, you know, be turned into a toy forever. Um, And, you know, like, the villains just keep 
being revealed to be controlled by another villain. Like, you know, first it's Wario, and then it's, oh, actually, Bowser's behind. Oh, actually, Ganondorf's behind. Oh, actually, Master Hand is behind it. Oh, actually, it's Taboo. <laughs> you remember, you know Taboo. We'll talk about him later. He's the bad guy at the end. Um... I don't know. You fucking played this game. You know how goddamn weird it is. Let's just fu- let's just get into it. Mark, what were your general thoughts coming back um, to subspace <laughs> emissary? So it struck me this time, uh, from a universe building perspective, that most crossover video games, or in fact crossover, you know, pop culture media in general, um, involve some sort of like universe jumping mechanic. Where, like, there's a justification for, like, Peter to be, Peter Griffin to be in Homer Simpson's house or whatever. Like, it's some <laughs> some time skip or whatever. In this world, they just all live in this same universe. Like, it's it's just a conceit of Super Smash Bros. Brawl that you have to accept that Link is walking through a forest and Yoshi's just sitting there. And it's like a barren wasteland. And it's a, it's, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm gonna... Okay, the most confusing thing about about the storytelling decisions to me, because you mentioned, like, the universe hopping thing, right? And you mm-hmm. would think, like, okay, we are making a story mode for Super Smash Brothers, which is a crossover video game featuring all of your favorite Nintendo characters. The first yeah. most obvious thing that comes to mind, because it's a good fucking idea is to, all right, well, you're going to start out in Mario World, and then you're going to have to go to Hyrule, (laughs) and then you're going to have to, like, go to space and do some Star Fox stuff, and then, like, you're going to go to Dreamland. Um, And they didn't fucking, they just didn't do that at all? No. Like, at all. It's just, like, forest. Desert. (laughs) (laughs) They created an original universe, which is just a boring very barren version of like earth yeah cult of filled, earth like climates across with the world Sakurai's most evil ocs like, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, filled, yeah. uh, it's just so like okay there are times where it's like all right you're gonna fight some goombas all right you're gonna fight some fucking koopa troopas all right here's ridley he's a boss fight here's Requaza, he's a boss fight but then other times, it's like, here's this giant purple hippo in a robot suit that Sakurai invented specifically for... <laughs> it's, and, like, all of the reg- regular enemies that you're fighting are all of these Tim Burton monsters that Tim that, that Sakurai, I guess, came up with for this game. They, I don't know that Sakurai like... did all the character design, but it's just you, you, just, you just blame Sakurai for everything because that's what we do in the Smash it, it, community. It's, <laughs> it's like, yes, I mean, ugh, rightfully so. <laughs> Uh, you guys seen that air dodge in Smash <laughs> Ultimate? Anyway, it's insulting. <laughs> it's 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 saying fuck you to to all of his core players. Anyway, yeah. uh, this th- that's a whole other tangent. Um, it's literally like he made a Kirby game that's like a side scroller Kirby brawler with a bunch of weird ass fucking Kirby characters. But he was like, let's make them all look very realistic and fleshy. Um. <laughs> And let's put all the rest of the Nintendo characters in it too. That um, it's it's so it's funny because like Smash Ultimate came out two, two, two years Jesus two years ago now, um, and th- that game feels a month old. Um, <laughs> uh, and it has its own story mode called World of Light, right? Which almost everyone listening should be familiar with. I I remember thinking in my head that that 
that this game made more sense than the plot of World of Light. But rewatching it, I think they're exactly the same plot, and they're both <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, I, I, they're they're exactly the they're exactly the same level of of weird shit. I think World of Light might make more sense. Have we said? Have we said explicitly that the characters don't talk? Yeah, there's no dialogue. The characters it, don't talk. I feel. I, I guess. I, I guess it just slipped my mind that people wouldn't maybe wouldn't know that. But yeah, yeah. like this is this is. When 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 there are two characters interacting, they can look at each other and go hmm, or look at each other and nod, or one can point in a in a direction, uh, and that's about that's about it as far as as far as uh, the the interactions go. Yeah. And you know they get some good character moments out of like out of what they have here. Like I'm not saying that this thing it's not, it is not bad. It's very cute. I like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it like it, the 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 crazy space battle action scene stuff is fun, and like you know when the, when it's just doing fan service for the sake of doing fan service, it's entertaining because Absolutely. I like Nintendo shit, so I'm entertained by that. <laughs> do, do, do you have like a favorite pairing, like a favorite couple of characters that work really well together? I, for th- me, for me, it was Samus and Pikachu. It I, is cute. I I wanted I wanted to see like a whole spinoff with Samus and Pikachu being best friends because it was pretty fun. Yeah there were definitely like moments that I, I really loved. Like I, I like I, I, the, the part with the T where like, like Sheik and Fox are about to fight. And then Peach is yep. just like, no, we should just drink tea. It's cool. Don't worry about yeah. it. That, and they're like on like an exploding ship. That, that part's good. Uh, the thing mm-hmm. where like DDD puts the badges on the Ness and Luigi trophies at like the beginning. And you think he's just being, and it's got his face on it. So you think he's just being an arrogant jackass. And then at the end of the game, it's like, oh, actually he put them on there because it makes them revive from the trophies at the end. And then they, they all go and save the day. It's cute. It works. Um, in terms of pairings, I think that they shouldn't have made Lucas and Pokemon Trainer stand next to each other. Um, oh God! Because Lucas is boy, um, and and Pokemon Trainer is also boy, but they are proportioned wildly differently, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be the same age, and it just doesn't look right because Lucas's head is the size of Pokemon Trainer's entire chest, like his whole torso. Uh, and it just, it, yeah, that that looks a little strange. It's like I can accept these things in the middle of a match when mm-hmm. I'm playing Smash because it's going very fast paced and all the all the particle effects and big sweeping attack motions are all the same. So if their heads are different sizes, it's fine. But they're just walking next to each other in a place, and it <laughs> looks bad. Yeah, um, that, and and it, it doesn't help that it it looks like Brawl and. Brawl. Brawl aged like shit. Well, they sure made some decisions, didn't they? I mean, Brawl so aged bad. I think maybe you need to understand where we were at with video games back then. It, yeah. th- the idea that there could be a Nintendo game where there would be a texture in it that looked like a real clothing texture was mind-blowing. That was crazy. That was like internet joke crazy bullshit. That would never happen because we were playing fucking Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine and everything was all pastels and shit. And we were like, you know, in the future, you're going to be able to see every hair on Mario's mustache. And now we have that future and it sucks, right? Like, the, that trailer... That first, if you have not seen the first trailer for Super Smash Brothers Brawl, watch it because it's so funny. Because it starts with Mario and Pikachu and Link and Kirby all like running out, and they're all the the models from Melee, which just still look amazing, still look mm, perfect. Melee, the presentation was just fucking perfect. 
and then like and then and then it like shifts and it changes to their brawl versions and it's like all of the color and personality just gets sucked out but like you can see the stitches of denim on mario's overalls so like when i was 10 i was like holy shit that's fucking crazy it's mario in real life but now i'm 25 and i'm like actually like design wise this looks like trash and this entire area era of video games where everything needed to be brown just sucks why did link why did link need to be call of duty green like he looks disgusting in this i mean i mean this was twilight princess link which you know twilight princess ended up getting more color than it was supposed to get but it still is a a, a very drab compared to the the color is mostly just bloom and twilight princess that it's it's a very bloomy game but yeah this is he he's just it's like it's like camo colored link he doesn't even have bright blondes or like bright he he has pink hair in link (laughs) his hair is just fucking brown yeah and his his suit is just grass color green it's it's, it's a th- it was the time it's well it's strange right because it brawl is just such this bizarre product as a result of this because mm-hmm. it is specifically trying to like tell the people who are taking the, va- the game very 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 seriously fuck you stop doing that no more of yeah. that <laughs> however and but then it's like oh but but this game's this is a very serious video game where people are going to die <laughs> this is a very it's, serious video game where where the robs who are connected to the subspace bombs are like <laughs> sadly looking down as they contemplate the last moments of their life as the bomb ticks down and sadly waving goodbye to to their leader as he abandons them in the wastelands um, but you can trip every once in a while when you run, so it's it's kind of a goofy little party game <laughs> for kids. <laughs> no other Smash game looks or feels like this. Like the first two Smash games are like, what if uh, action figures came to life? And then there's this one where it's like, what if all of the characters were in the same universe and they were trying to murder each other? And Solid <laughs> Snake is there. And then Smash Four and Smash Ultimate were like. Just kidding. What if there were action figures again and they were colorful? Haha, ha, look how nice these look. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. And like and and the story of Subspace Emissary is so fucking weird. <laughs> okay, the mo- the first moment where I like where 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 it like it ticked in my bl- brain like, "Oh right. This thing is this thing is fucking Okay. It's when it's at the very beginning. You got Mario, and, and and okay. Every time a new character is introduced in the in these cutscenes, it it pauses and it says the name of that character in big block letters, and then it, and then it keeps going. Um, and so like at the beginning of this, you got a big stadium full of faceless masses. We never find out who, and. Mario is introduced, and it says Mario, and Kirby is introduced, and he does his little wave, and it's Kirby, and it says Kirby, and you're like, fucking hell yeah. <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> and, it would, and it was then when a, when a new character that if you had played any previous Nintendo games, you would not have recognized, just flies in from the sky, and it pauses, and it says, Ancient Minister. <laughs> <laughs> When we say this is just the weirdest OCs that Sakurai could come up with, like, we mean it. There's no ancient minister in 
in Nintendo lore. There's no character that is like that, that kind of looks like a Wizrobe from Zelda, but then he drops universe detonation bombs. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, and the ancient minister has, like, an arc uh, where and that doesn't get concluded because this thing is a clusterfuck and no one's arc gets concluded, but, like, the ancient minister, like, turns out to be Rob, which... Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense because there's already a lot of other Robs. So when the reveal comes, it's like, oh, it's Rob again. Okay. He's like the, good, the good Rob. I yeah. Guess. And he's sad right. that all of his brothers are dying. And like, there's like this scene where he's like having, he's, he's having to confront the fact that his entire existence has been, you know, condemning his brother Robs to die. <laughs> um, and then that's kind of the last time we see him. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of wrapped it's- up because they have to fight Taboo. It's so fucking funny that Rob is a character in Super Smash Brothers. Like, I very briefly need to mention how fucking hilarious it is. I think Rob and Wii Fit Trainer are my favorite two. Like, haha, that's a character in yep. Smash. I love Wii Fit things. Trainer. I think Wii Fit Trainer is is one. <laughs> oh, it's great. Is one of the best decisions ever made so by funny. that team. So funny. Um, but yeah. So and then to, and then Taboo. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Taboo. Yeah. So there's apparently some head <laughs> I feel like I'm losing with, my fucking mind. <laughs> I I know. I, I I can't. I can't believe we've condensed this into only 25 minutes so far. <laughs> uh, so Taboo is like the final boss, and apparently, un, unbeknownst to me, there are some head cannons where he's like. Okay. First of all, your so, dad. <laughs> so first of all, it's Doctor Manhattan. It's a big yeah, glowing it, it, it blue guy. Looks identical to Dr. Manhattan, except he has butterfly wings. Yeah, and he's got his arms crossed and he's floating there. And he doesn't, and it, it like, it is like, like Ganondorf is taking orders from Master Hand. And then it, and then it is revealed that, that, that Master Hand is being controlled by physical chains by Taboo. And then, <laughs> and then Taboo kills Master Hand. Um... And like there, and, and his corpse just sits. There. And his corpse just sits there. There's a moment where like where like Bowser is awakened from being a trophy, and like they point over at Ma- like he's about to get all pissed, but then they point over at Master Hand. And it's like, no, dude, shit is really serious. And then like Bowser like looks down like like feeling the weight of the significance of the death of Master Hand. And I'm just like, Sakurai, what the fuck is this video game about? What is and, it about? Because I and he lets he lets out a somber. Cause I, cause I played this game when I was fucking ten or twelve or whatever the fuck, and I had no idea what it was about. And now I'm 25 and I watched all the cutscenes again, and I still don't know what this fucking video game's about. And all I can think about is how I, I remember reading theories about what this game was about mm. <laughs> on like forums and stuff. And a very popular theory at the time was that taboo is the father because in the in the intro to super smash bros 64 you know you see master hand go and pick the 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 toys out of the toy chest so and then later master hand is the final boss of the single player mode right and we've all we always see master hand in in the subsequent game so we can assume that you know master hand is a kid playing with action figures using their hand as a boss to you know all that good (laughs) shit right um and taboo wants to stop all this and turn them into motionless trophies that sit on a shelf, right? And so this interpretation is basically like, you know, Taboo's influence is, is sort of, grow, you know, the, the manifestation of being forced to grow up, being forced to put your toys away. Um, I have no idea if that is what this fucking game is about. 
But like, I don't know, that kind of works for me a little bit. I mean, if it's not about anything metaphorically, then it sure, it has to be about If there's no metaphor, then then it's it's not about anything. Yeah, Um, it it has to be about, I refuse to accept that he just, that it's just about Rob as ancient minister coming to terms with his mortality. I think part of it is just like, he just made the OCs look so weird that it's Mm -hmm. like, something's gotta be going on with this. Like, I don't know, like if the final boss wasn't a weird, like glowing blue man, you wouldn't maybe be having conspiracy theories about what the fuck Sakurai has tried to communicate. Like, is this a call for help? I don't know. It, 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 it kind of seems like it. Every final boss in every Smash game, starting with Brawl, has been a call for help. Remember Master Fortress? <laughs> no, Where, I, I... You don't know anything about Smash 4. I could... No. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take you on a clinic about Smash 4 one day. <laughs> please, please, please don't. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think I have exhausted everything that I want to say... I would about agree. Subspace Emissary and Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the time being. Until I put out a two-hour documentary about Project M, and yeah. then I'll have a lot more to say about Super Smash Brothers Brawl. If, um, if you've but, never played Brawl, you should boot it up sometimes on your computer <laughs> or on and your play, Wii. And play Project uh, M instead. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it really helps to appreciate Project M and Melee and even Ultimate to a large extent if you play Brawl and just realize... Man, this was a whack ass direction to take the series. Yeah, it's it's like it's like like they they made melee and melee is just like this you know like kind of beautiful game engine and then they made brawl and they just completely fucked that game engine up and then mm-hmm. f- up through up to the point of Smash Ultimate they've been like Frankensteining brawl back together to make it looks like it it plays like melee it still doesn't. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. I think Smash Ultimate is a weird fucking game too, but that is a different conversation that doesn't need to be had on this podcast. Is there anything yeah. else that you want to say about this before we move on, Mark? No, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm down to close the book on this weird fucking episode and this mm-hmm. weird fucking game. <laughs> uh, I I still play Project M uh like all the time. It's great and game. I still play melee all the time. They're great and games. I only ever play brawl to like laugh at how <laughs> how laugh at how like less good it is than any other Smash game, one of the, including like yeah, four. <laughs> one of the craziest things is seeing how many animations in Brawl are just like bad and were fixed oh, in Project yeah. M. It's it's yeah. insane. Okay, we need to move yeah. on. We could yeah, we could, we could go on we, about Falco okay, all day. This is actually significant. <laughs> What are we watching next week, Mark? Uh, the people have spoken. Girls and gays. Ah! We, this, now, this has been long championed by me and long vetoed by Alex, but it's finally time. Uh, we're, we're in our 100 series where we're watching all the bullshit. Uh, we're, we're cleaning out the closet, as it were. We're watching the Emoji Movie. God, um, I feel it's sick a to my stomach. <laughs> it's a 2017 CGI animated comedy movie for kids, whatever. If you remember it, and you probably didn't watch it because it looked terrible, um, it's a, it's a Sony Pictures animation movie uh, about emoji faces come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's enough video game in it that it counts for the podcast, baby. It's probably gonna be. It's it's one of those fucking ensemble voice casts where half of the 
where it's late night TV hosts and in terrible. You can uh, say it. This is an Angry Birds movie. This, this is, is an Angry this Birds. Is, like. This might as well be Angry Birds three. This is this is a birds like. Yeah. This is a birds like. <laughs> Angry Birds like. Uh, yeah. It's a fucking Christina Aguilera, Anna Faris, Sofia Patrick Vergara. Stewart, I hate this cast. I yeah. hate this cast so much. James Stephen Corden. Right. What the fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah, Patrick St- Patrick Stewart. Uh, plays Wright the deserves better emoji. than that. Patrick Stewart uh, 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 plays the poop emoji. Yes, I do recall that. Yeah. Real dignified voice. That's the joke. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've just been kind of on this shit where it's like, well, we're now in this, like, hellish two-month post-election period where Trump is still the president uh, and is going to be refusing to concede this election. Um, And so, you know, we're all just kind of in this terrifying limbo purgatory and we have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So why not watch the Emoji Movie? How much worse can it possibly get? Uh, yeah. Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, you can find us online at Cartridge Cinema. That's at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Uh, join the Discord. It's linked in the pinned post on the Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and uh, you know all your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, you should rate us. Uh, that would be nice. Music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. And for me, it was Tuesday. I'm going to say fuck cops. I'm going to say don't join the military. And I'm going to add on a fuck Joe Biden and a fuck Kamala Harris on the end there, too, just for good measure. Might keep uh, those around for the foreseeable well, y- future. Y- you already said fuck cops, so that covers uh, <laughs> yeah, Kamala no, Harris. That, <laughs> Got yeah, that was redundant. <laughs> I mean, Biden's a fucking cop, too. He's just a cop with extra steps. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the Democrat. Uh, that's the... That's the Dems. Yeah, that's that's liberalism, Dems honestly. The Dems. Yeah. Uh, so, <sighs> yeah, let's do a little post show. I'm down to do a little post show. Um, yeah. Um. All, all I was gonna say is just that. Um. You know, th- this is a a almost entirely uh, uh, symbolic uh, victory, especially because uh, we we have not yet and likely won't gain legislative power. Uh, not Who the fuck is necessarily- we? Not that I would necessarily even, that's what I'm saying. It's not that I would necessarily even say, like, we. I'm saying, like, I don't know, like, not a symbolic victory for fuck, I don't know, like, yes, it's awesome that Trump got owned and is going to probably continue to get owned a lot in the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's exactly Um, what I'm saying, is, is, I, I, I can simultaneously chuckle at the own and also, you know, continue we we must continue uh, Biden is a doing. monstrous fascist. Kamala Harris is a disgusting cop snake piece of shit. Uh, you know, this is not a victory for us. Um and you know, okay, I have said said a lot on this podcast that I'm really that I I was scared about Biden winning um and like didn't really elaborate on that and like to be clear, the reason that I say that is because Trump is an open fascist um, who is refusing to concede this election, is not going to willingly lay office, um, and has a massive base of armed supporters that are willing to kill for him. Um, and, you know, like, I, uh, people fucking, like, are... Uh, <sighs> I hate being a buzzkill, man, but sometimes when you're a communist, that's just what it's about. You just have to be a fucking buzzkill. And, like, I can't, I can't get excited about any of this shit, man. Like, I, I'm scared to leave my fucking apartment right now. Like, I do not leave by myself without being in a group 
because there are, like, fascists patrolling my fucking neighborhood on a regular basis right now. Like, SWAT was still outside my building this week. Like, it, it, you know, it's... It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and I, I don't want to, like... You know, I, I, I really don't want to just be, like... Well, we're fucked, because that's useless. It's not helpful at all. Um, and so, right. instead, you know, I'm going to say what I usually say, but I'm going to say it with a little bit more specificity, um, because I keep telling, you know, I say, like, hey, you should get involved. Hey, you should get organized. Um, I tried to kind of, like, put a list together earlier, like, yesterday of just, like, some things you can do to kind of start doing shit, and I'm just going to, like, mm-hmm. rattle off some of those things that you can do. Um, there is probably a bail fund, uh, that is operating somewhere around you. Bail funds get people out of jail because no one should fucking be in jail. Um, if you feel like you can't really leave your house a lot to do action, see if you can get in touch with the bail fund. They probably need volunteers. They probably Mm -hmm. need people making phone calls and doing paperwork. Um, if you're able to leave your house, sign up with a mutual aid network. If you have a car, that's awesome. You can drive around, deliver some food and supplies to people. If you don't have a car and you can just get around on foot, you can deliver stuff to people. That's an awesome way to start contributing and start getting involved and knowing people. Um, if you live somewhere where there are unhoused people, um, and the cops are fucking sweeping people up, you know, look up local, uh, homeless advocacy groups, see if there's sweeps happening, see if there are people getting kicked out, show up to events protest help people move their shit tell the cops that they're doing something fucking wrong um you can all i mean like you don't even need to be involved with an organization to help unhoused people like you and your friends Mm -hmm. can make some fucking soup and buy a cheap table and go out and feed some people like and and you know that is a start and that and more opportunities to get involved and help will come if you do that stuff you know um yep you could give them money. You could treat yeah. them like human beings yeah. when you see them on the street. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can get involved in tent organizing um, yeah. or, like, eviction defense. There are a lot of yep. uh, groups that are doing that kind of stuff, especially right now, eviction defense. And, like, just call – like, a lot of groups are just like, hey, we just need to call people and make sure they know their rights so they don't get fucking illegally evicted. Yeah, the, the, the eviction defense uh, is the, the most – out of all the out of all the the not good enough proposals that the Democrats have proposed, their eviction defense is the most laughably terrible. Um, so yeah, I just want to say that big big fuck you for yeah. that. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, haven't mentioned it yet, but like you can go to frontline protests. Um, or yes. if you don't feel comfortable going to frontline protests, you can donate money to people who are. Uh, you can mm-hmm. pick up supplies and drop them off at, at medical tents where people are passing out supplies. You can sit down and learn street medic training so that you can take care of people when they're being gassed and shot at by cops. You can find a harm reduction center and help people get, you know, deal with their addictions and, you know, have resources. Like, there are a lot of things to do. There are a lot of socialist Damn, organizations. Right. There are a lot of mutual aid networks. There are a lot of bail funds. Um, and I think that if you have any capacity whatsoever to give your time or your energy or your money or all of the above to those things, that is absolutely the most important thing that you can be doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because as the state continues to fail people, as mm-hmm. capitalism, uh, you know, dips further and further into decay, 
Uh, we are going to need each other. We are going to need networks and connections. We are going to need to be unified with our neighbors in order to fight this fucking thing because it's it's gonna get worse man and that's not that's not me being pessimistic that's not me being a downer downer that is an accurate assessment of where we are at materially uh mm-hmm. in this country and in the world and you <laughs> start figuring out ways to be ready for it start figuring out ways to contribute and as the material conditions continue to not improve um under a biden presidency um our our liberal and centrist friends and neighbors are going to become more and more ripe for radicalization. I truly believe this because I've seen it happen and I've talked to a lot of people about this. Um, so fucking get the word out. If we want socialism, we need socialists. And yeah. you don't you don't make new socialists by not talking to people and by not getting out in the real world and volunteering. That that's that simply will not happen unless you do these things. Uh, so that's that's yeah. that's my that's what I'm when, saying. When you know when when things get when things get really dire, people are not going to have anywhere to turn mm-hmm. besides fascism or socialism. And if we are not there, providing for people and expounding the virtues of taking care of one another. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then we're going to lose that fight with the fascists. S- someone recently said to me, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot, uh, socialism is capitalism's shadow. Uh, wherever wherever capitalism like is fucking things up, socialism for hundreds of years, for all of capitalism, has been there fighting for to scrape and win what little fucking... Basically what I'm saying is socialists have been fighting for us for decades, and we're not going to stop the work has has not ceased uh none of this means none of this means anything let's <laughs> yeah you know I, I mean? like the election is important because it affects the material conditions under which we are organizing that's correct a victory for the democrats and a victory for the liberals is not a victory for me it is not a victory for you yeah i think that's kind of it uh, yeah <laughs> That's, that's kind of it. I think that's yeah. what I wanted to say this week. I, yeah. I, I, I swear, man, I, I, I fucking like, I feel more and more like a communist every day. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a um, it can feel, yeah, it, it, it can, can feel, feel isolating. <laughs> it can feel isolating, but just remember that's, um, the things that we as communists and socialists, um, the things that we advocate for are things that, that everyone needs. And that's the, the th- universality of these things is, is a key component. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. The, these all people deserve respect and uh, dignity of, housing and food yeah. and so, so <laughs> social, really socialism simple. can win because it's because it's right and yes it's just and Th- that's that is a key yeah the very very <laughs> last thing i'll say this is a long end show it's fine there was a fucking election it was a fucking week. election i'll talk yeah. about okay. i talked about super smash brothers brawl for 30 <laughs> goddamn minutes talk about this election a little um, bit 
I'm being pretty tame on here. I've been pretty mad on Twitter today. <laughs> we we will always have the upper hand in one scenario, no matter how bad it gets, and that is that we are right. Yep. We are correct. Yep. And they are fucking wrong. Our and ideology is not hateful. We are right. They are wrong. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. That's that's a podcast right there. Hey, yo, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and fuck Donald <laughs> Trump too. Like to be clear, fuck Donald Trump. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, to 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 watch <laughs> Donald Trump get owned over and over yeah. again for days at a time, uh, because we have not gotten to have that for a long, mm-hmm. long time. He just kind of yep. kept winning. Um, and now he looks like a big dumbass, and it's really funny. And we can all get behind that. But also, fuck Joe Biden. Peace. Anyway, peace. <laughs> that was decent. I think we got. I think we got our ideas out. Yeah, that was, that good. was good. I might. Uh, yeah, I might trim the post show a little bit. But that's fair. Yeah.